0: Good evening, welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Tonight I promise you a discussion on Marian Anderson, legendary opera singer, and on April 9th, 1939, 81 years ago, while Hitler's troops advanced in Europe and the Depression took its toll in the U.S., one of the most important musical events of the 20th century took place on the National Mall in Washington, D.C., Marion Anderson was a soprano, uh, an opera singer. I almost said a soprano. We're going to talk about her tonight in a personal story from someone that I knew very well, and the connection is amazing. Stay tuned, Doctor Zeus Podcast. Good evening. It's the Dr. Seuss Podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about Marian Anderson. Marian Anderson was born on February 27th, 1897, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She died on April 8th, 1993, of heart failure. But it was that singular moment in 1939, when she sang at the Lincoln Memorial which we can say is one of the very first civil rights moments. Civil rights protests, maybe, because her story is vast. So Marian Anderson grew up in Pennsylvania. She was the oldest of, oldest of three girls. When she was just six years old, she became a choir member at the Union Baptist Church, where she had earned the nickname Baby Contralto. Contralto. Her father, a coal and ice dealer, supported his daughter's musical interest. And when Anderson was eight, bought her a piano. With the family unable to afford lessons, the prodigious Anderson taught herself. At the age of 12, Anderson's father died, leaving her mother to raise her and her three still young girls. His death, however, did not slow down Anderson's musical ambitions. She remained deeply committed to her church and its choir and rehearsed all the parts soprano, alto, tenor, and bass in front of her family until she had perfected them. Anderson's commitment to her music and range as a singer so impressed the rest of her choir and that the church banded together and raised enough money, about $500, to pay for, Anderson's, for Anderson to train under Giuseppe Boghetti, a respected voice teacher. I want to make sure that I say his name right. Bodhi. Bodhi. Over two years of studying with Giuseppe Bodhi, Anderson was won a chance to sing at the... uh, What is this? Let's make sure we say it right. Always pronunciation. Lewison. Lewison Stadium in New York after entering a contest organized by the New York Philharmonic Society. Other opportunities soon followed. In 1928, she performed at Carnegie Hall for the first time and eventually embarked on a tour through Europe thanks to Julius Rosenwald Scholarship. By the late 1930s, Anderson's voice had made her famous on both sides of the Atlantic. In the United States, she was invited by President Franklin D. Roosevelt and his wife Eleanor to perform at the White House, the first African American ever to receive this honor. Now we get to the moment where things needed to change and are still changing. Despite Anderson's success, not all America was ready to receive her talent. In 1939, her manager tried to set up a performance for her at Washington, D.C.'s Constitution Hall. But the owners of the hall, being the daughters of the American Revolution, informed Anderson and her manager that no dates were available. That was far from the truth. The real reason for turning Anderson away lay in a policy put in place by DAR that committed the hall to being a place strictly for white performers. When word leaked out to the public about what had happened, an uproar ensued. Led in part by Eleanor Roosevelt Who invited Anderson to perform instead of the Lincoln, At the Lincoln Memorial On Easter Sunday In front of a crowd of more than 75,000 Anderson offered up Riveting performance that was broadcast live For millions of radio listeners So what happened was Eleanor Roosevelt The First Lady Was a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution because of this instance, she left the Daughters of the American Revolution. And so on April I have to get it right. On April 9th, was it ninth? I'm sorry. Because you know I always want it to be perfect, but sometimes it's not perfect. April ninth, nineteen thirty-nine. Marian Anderson sang My Country Tis of Thee. She sang also a spiritual. It was a prestigious moment because there were people of all colors and races and backgrounds watching Marian Anderson. We could say this is the first civil rights movement, the first ripple effect because this woman of great talent and great beauty was able to perform with her back to the man who ended slavery, Abraham Lincoln, who probably also was a gay man. Let's just throw that in there for a fact. Marian Anderson lived out her life. She had a very long life and sang for many presidents, including Eisenhower and John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Over the next seven decades, several decades of her life, Anderson's stature only grew. In 1961, she performed the National Anthem at President John F. Kennedy's inauguration. Two years later, Kennedy honored the singer with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. After retiring from performing in 1965, Anderson set up her life on a farm in Connecticut. In 1991, the music world honored her with a Grammy Award for Lifetime Achievement. Her final years were spent in Portland, Oregon, where she had moved with her nephew. She died there of natural causes on April 8th, 1993. She was 96 years old. There is a beautiful photo. There's several of Marian Anderson singing at the Lincoln Memorial. It is a moment and I hope in these very turbulent times We are reminded of that. I hope someone sings at the Lincoln Memorial because 81 years later, it can make a difference as it did in 1939. So when I was very, very little, my mother is a teacher, by the way, she's an uh, an English professor. I met one of her coworkers, who became a friend of mine and a professor also, but more so inspired me, inspired me to learn. And she was, you know, just a great mentor. I had heard this story before. She had told it to me. Her daughters had told it to me. When she was in school, my professor received was going to receive an award from the Daughters of the American Revolution, the DAR. Now, I'm not going to say her name on here because the Dr. Zeus podcast, I don't say names. But those who are listening know who I'm talking about. And with love and admiration, I say that. Because, you know, my real name is not Dr. Zeus. It's just a nickname. It's a stage name. Back to the importance at hand. So my professor, when she was young, was going to receive this award. So she goes home to tell her father. Her father, whom she loved dearly, respected, and just looked up to him so much. When she told him that she was going to receive an award from the Daughters of the American Revolution, her father said, you cannot receive that award because of what they did to Marian Anderson. And I get a little choked up because I miss her dearly. And I can hear her telling me that story, that this great moment of Marian Anderson her triumph is something that her father was inspired by and the fact that her father said you cannot receive this award because of that because you have to do what's right and so the day came and my professor when she was young went up and took the, got the award. And then she remembered what her father told her. And she told me, this is from memory now, that once she was off stage, she threw it away. Because she could not accept it. So she accepted it on stage, but she did as her father had told her. Because she loved her father so much. And she, she led from example, having her as a professor, especially during these very tumultuous times, or as Joni Mitchell would call these times, Turbulent Indigo. It's, turbulent Indigo is a really great album that came out in the 90s. The 90, 90s were a very turbulent time, not as turbulent as now. And that's why I say that. And my professor would be appalled. I know that by what is going on. How, what has what what mostly been going on in Washington, and she would be disgusted. When we talked about the civil rights movement, she always told me that it was important for us to learn about this. To make a change in the world. To learn about all of these great musicians like Marian Anderson, like Paul Robeson, like Little Richard, who made a difference and were denied several things because of the color of their skin. Little Richard didn't get his due because he was black. And so Pat, Pat Boone t- took the songs and Elvis took the songs. But When Little Richard died, we all knew, we'd all said this when he was alive, that he was the king of rock and roll, him and Chuck Berry, with Sister Rosetta Thorpe as the queen of rock and roll, the early originators. The same with Marian Anderson. Marian Anderson was this great opera singer, denied entry into the Daughters of the American Revolution, denied a performance, and Eleanor Roosevelt, who always stood up for civil rights. Although I'm going to say one thing that needs to be said. There was a moment, though, with the Japanese Americans in the Japanese internment camps where Eleanor Roosevelt didn't speak loud enough. And I'm sure someone like George... Take would agree with me because he was born in, in a Japanese internment camp but I'm not gonna taint Eleanor Roosevelt because she is very important the things that she did for civil rights you gotta remember her husband would not desegregate the military it was Harry Truman that did it and she continued as did Marian Anderson to hear Marian Anderson's voice now is electrifying. I watched a video the other day of her. That's the beauty of YouTube. Here's the thing. Yes, social media, yes, YouTube can be misused. But it also, if you use it right, you can see these wonderful moments. Like Marian Anderson singing at the Lincoln Memorial. Singing for John F. Kennedy. Singing for Dwight D. Eisenhower. Singing on, um, she was on a game show. She wasn't singing. They, they had to guess who she was. In 1978... Sorry, the tape ran out. As I was saying, in 1978, the Kennedy Center Honors were first bestowed. Marianne Anderson was one of the first people to receive that honor. There are interviews of her that I think you all should watch where she talks about civil rights. How accepted she was in Europe. Europe still has racism. It always will. And it's our job to end that but as a musician, Marian Anderson and many black musicians sought refuge in Europe. Years later, look at someone like Jimi Hendrix who was a back uh, a background player for the Isley Brothers, went to England, and that's how his career started as a solo artist. Then he came back to his his country. So it's not uncommon, unfortunately, during those times for African Americans to seek refuge in England, Germany, France. With Marian Anderson, I hope we all lift our voices up. I encourage all of you to listen to Marian Anderson's recordings. And one thing, wherever my friend and professor is, I know that she is looking out for all of us. Those of us who love her dearly. She loves us. The things that she taught us. And while she would be disgusted by the current state of our world, she would look for ways to help bring us together. Because that's what she did as a great educator and as a great friend. She brought people together. When she died in 2012... We all came together to say goodbye. It was a moment. She had known me since I was two years old. That's an astounding thing. I knew her for years and years and years. We talked about books. I remember being a little, little kid and talking to her about books and then becoming an adult and having her as a professor. That was a moment. Having her daughters for professors. You know, the ripple effect right there. The influence. And I know they would all be moved by my talking about Marian Anderson and my professor's refusal of that award from the Daughters of the American Revolution. And I want to thank her father for instilling that in her, that courage, that bravery. Marian Anderson, wherever you are, there's a new documentary coming out about Marian Anderson. I hope all of you watch it. But to Marian Anderson, I want you to know that we will continue to talk about you, continue to play your music. I wish I could play your music at a protest to tell people this is a moment that we all need to go back and channel from. Okay? Because it was done in such a way that was revolutionary. My hope is is that one day we get a beautiful movie about Marian Anderson. The... You know, people always ask, who do you think could play this person? It has to be a singer. Because to lip, you know, you see movies about famous singers lip syncing for two hours. It's like, okay, I don't have any power. There's probably not even a script, but there should be. And the first person I thought of to play Marion Anderson was, of course, the Broadway star, Audra McDonald. Audra McDonald, who played Billie Holiday so convincingly on Broadway that it won her a Tony. And she's done a few movies and she's done television. So, if anything, I would love to see her play Marian Anderson. Now, unfortunately, I can't play any Marian Anderson's music. But we all know that she sang... My country tis of thee. And let me boot this up. I love people who have courage, who are rebels. She was one of them. At 42, uh, Marian Anderson was famous in Europe and the US, but she had never faced such an enormous crowd. There were 75,000 people in the audience that day. And she was terrified. Later, she wrote, I could not turn away from this situation. If I had anything to offer, I would have to do so now. So in the chilly April dusk, Anderson stepped onto a stage built over the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and began to sing My Country Tis of Thee. Her first notes show no sign of nerves. Her voice is forceful and sweet. And the choice of music in that opening is remarkable, given the circumstances The NBC Blue Network announcer explained the unusual venue this way. Marian Anderson is singing this public concert at the Lincoln Memorial because she was unable to get an auditorium to accommodate the tremendous audience that wishes to hear her. That was hardly the story, according to Anderson biographer Alan Keeler, who was invited to sing in the Washington by Howard University as part of a concert series and because of Anderson's international reputation. The university needed to find a place large enough to accommodate the crowds. Constitution Hall was such a place, but the daughters of the American Revolution owned the hall. She began with My Country Tis of Thee in that performance, also known as America, a deeply patriotic song. When she got to the third line of that well-known tune, She made a change. Instead of the I sing, she sang to thee, we sing. A quiet, humble person, Anderson often used we when speaking about herself. Years after the concert, she explained why. We cannot live alone, she said. And the thing that made this moment possible for you and for me has been brought about by many people whom we will never know. But her change of the lyric from I to we can be heard as an embrace, implying community and group responsibility. Never a civil rights activist, Anderson believed prejudice would disappear if she performed and behaved with dignity, But dignity came at a price throughout her 25-minute Lincoln Memorial concert. She appeared frightened before every song, yet the perfect notes kept coming. After America, she sang an aria, from La fretta Taquitino. I, I gotta say this properly. Let's see. Is it gonna do it? This is always the thing with technology. Ah, it's off, that's why. and then Schubert's Ave Maria. She ended the concert with three spirituals, gospel train, trampin. My soul is anchored in the Lord. On stage before a bank of microphones, the Lincoln statue looming behind her, iconic photographers reveal Anderson as a regal figure. That cloudy, bustery day. Although the sun broke out as she began to sing, she wrapped her fur coat around her against the April wind. The Lincoln Memorial Concert made Anderson an international celebrity. It, overshadowed, it was overshadowed by the rest of her long life as a performer. She was 96 when she died in 1993. Eventually, she did sing at Constitution Hall. By the time the DAR had apologized and changed its rules, Anderson rarely spoke of this, that historic April day. You never heard in her voice a single tone of meanness, bitterness, blame. It was simply lacking. It says, there is something saintly in that, something deeply human and good. Marian Anderson, thank you for everything. We love you. Unpleasant Dreams.